Okay, no, here we go. Uh, this is the one thing that I do want to do seriously. Mm. Okay. Are you ready, Charlotte? I'm ready. Are you ready to <laughs> throw? Sure. Yeah, no, I am. Here we go. Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance, and podcast from Wujak Noongar Budja, and we want to encourage you to all go out and learn about the country you are on too. All right, we've well got said. the announcement done. Uh, time, oh, yeah, you can do the intro. Thank you. you. you yeah. <laughs> So if you see us, if you're watching this on Facebook and like you're watching our faces go closer and bigger and blah, it's because we're leaning in to read the comments because this is coming from Jethro's phone that's like at least a meter and a half away from us. So it's hard to read things. Yeah, especially for me who's blind. But before we get into that, welcome to Untangling the Mess Around. The with... podcast and the live stream. Yes, exactly. The first live stream. Huzzah. Um, with Jethro and Charlotte, your weekly podcast where the arguments are made up and the topics don't matter. Today is the 20th of September. Spring has well and truly arrived in Perth, WA. Go see the wildflowers, by the way. Um, today's podcast topic is a Q&A with your hosts. We've asked you to send in some questions over the last few weeks, and today is the day you find out our deepest, darkest secrets. Probably not. Say, but you might find out secrets? if I have a cat. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, sweet. Have you got timer going? I don't. I Quick, should do get that. get a timer. Okay, yes. We've got to smash through the rest of this. Okay, uh, we, so we do. So you, you do I'll do things. the quiz bit. Yeah. Okay, so the first section today, the quiz. Uh, we didn't have an episode last week, so we were throwing everyone around. Yep. The week before that, the quiz question, uh, no one actually guessed an answer for. No. Um, uh, what was the question again? The question was, uh, who invented the flying lotus that's aerial? That's right. That's right. Um, what, what am I putting on the timer? 10 minutes? Yeah, I just put 10 minutes on. Okay, done. Okay. Uh, yep, so no one had a guess, no one had a go, so that one goes to no one. Uh, Are we going to give the answer, or should we just like leave them in limbo? No, leave, no, no, okay. Uh, who was it in the end? Kevin and Joe. Kevin and Joe. Kevin and Joe. There's a few really fun uh, clips, actually, of them throwing that aerial back in the days where Lindy Hop was done in jeans and t-shirts. <laughs> it's quite entertaining to watch, so look that up. It's fun. Uh, yes. Okay, that'll do. Before we go on, though, there is a correction from the week before that where we allocated the winner of Russell right, yes, for the no. number of flea hops in the performance ball. Yeah, we retracted that immediately and we're like, okay, no, we're giving the prize to Teresa. She had Because a this was Teresa's comment and it was just brilliant. Um, so this is from her comment on the Facebook thing. Uh, okay, so I wasn't sure what a flea hop was, so I went to YouTube and put it in. Then added swing dancing flea hop, so I wasn't watching actual fleas hop. <laughs> Found some vids, watched three routines, trying to figure out which bit was the flea hop. Realized I was watching videos of a dance troupe called the Flea Hops. <laughs> so just for that, like she gets my vote. And she eventually got round to giving us. She a did. Good she did. She she gave she the answer the of forty, and um, it was two in I diddle diddle, two time ten dancers, two in the online routine times ten dancers, which got her to forty. Um, but so she was counting by dancer, whereas you were counting by partnership. Yeah, exactly. So Teresa, if you're watching, congratulations. And if you're listening, also congratulations. Cool. All right. So that was the quiz. Yep. Listen to the end of this podcast and you get a quiz and you can win a free class. It's a great question this week. Just like throwing it out there. True. It's a pretty, pretty solid question. All right. Um, swingsing stuff. Good news of the week. Oh, I forgot that, se that segment. segment. Go yeah. for it. All I? right. My good news of the week is a quick and short one. Um, it's, uh, we had a commentator on our, one of our YouTube videos 
um, our only one that we are sure is not a bot. <laughs> and her comment was something along the lines of, I watched your video for 12 minutes and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I don't think you're good dancers. No, I don't even think you can dance. I don't even think you can dance. Right. Excellent. It was just brilliant. Because basically for the first 12 minutes of that video, Jethro and I were just faffing about. Like, well, I was just taking the piss out of Charlotte. It was great. And so she was justifiably confused. And then so at 13 was... minutes, we started the class. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, solid. My good news of the week, uh, I'd probably be PAX. Yeah. PAX happened. People flew. People did tricks. Nobody died. Nobody died. Yes. It's always a good event. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. What happened last week in Swingsing? Pax. Pax. See, uh, aforementioned good news. Um, so I do want to say a little bit about it because I'm super proud of everyone that showed up and gave it a go. Agreed. It's one of those things. I was thinking about it in the car ride today home. It's just the amount of instant gratification that people need in their lives. Mm. They find, like, I find today's people really struggle to actually learn something that's challenging yeah i see it especially in my kids in my circus classes where you show them a trick they try it once and they can't do it so they stop yeah like there's just no instant gratification like everything else in the life has come so quickly that having to learn skills like music or dance or aerials it's just a difficult thing for today's people but that much more gratifying when you do get it it is but it's still hard in today's society. So yeah. I was just really proud that we had so many people come and give it a go because aerials are not something you learn in one weekend. No, God, no. And that, that was never the point of that weekend. It's more to give you the tools and the general know-how of how they work. And um, then after the weekend, everyone's really keen to keep going. Yeah. Like I've got about two people who are keen to go to like regular circus classes now. Yeah, yeah. I was and... speaking to a few people who have gone to a gymnastics class since then and they were like, it was great. And they were practicing some of the aerials that yeah, they learned on the weekend. And cool. then people came up to them and were like, that's so cool. <laughs> so I was like, yay! So it was really cool. So if you ever want a challenge in life, do the challenge, even yeah. if you won't succeed straight away. No do one it anyway. Succeeds right away. I mean, these is... podcasts, like, you, you get the story. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Cool. Um, so yeah, I just had a bit of like a, like, oh, I'm so proud of everyone for doing arrows. Yeah. And, and arrows are cool. And you also wanted to talk about um, your, the classes we taught last week. Yes. The... So last week, um, I guess I was just super like, jumpy because of all the aerials over the weekend yeah i think everyone was a bit bouncy there so we put a couple of um not aerials but like the big jumpy sh more showy type moves into yeah. our classes over the week and it works really well minnie and i taught a class on tuesday and it was like went really well they learned it really quickly so like crap what do we do uh rock step jump jump and put a throw out in there so it was like the it was a and send like out a, yeah with two a jumps mini hammer throw like no they both jumped away from it a, oh, they hammered right. through each other yeah, okay. uh, but we had students like oh my god this is why I'm learning Lindy Hop and got really excited yeah well that's it you know it's that high energy and it's like when you see Lindy Hop or you know, nobody knows it's Lindy Hop when you're watching it but like swing dancing on the TV as a noob you're like oh the jumping and the flying and the thing and that's what you want to learn in class yeah and so we did the same thing on Thursday as well yeah and it worked really well yeah <laughs> slightly more complex so we'll probably put more jumping into classes yay until it gets sorry about your knees <laughs> yeah Cool, that's... I think that's about all that happened in Swingsing recently. Yeah, what do we have coming up? Coming up in Swingsing. Okay, so there's the Balboa Social coming up. On the 4th of October. 4th of October. Uh, and then the weekend after that, there is going to be a Dancing Dinner at Mez finally. Yeah, yay! And the venue looks really good. It is super nice. So it is actually undercover, so even if it's raining, we can do stuff. Yeah, and, and nice the weather's turning, so that's really nice. And it's just nice hanging out um, and having dinner with a whole bunch of students yeah. and the team. Uh, so that'll be on the 10th. Yes, Saturday um, the 10th. If you are interested... Um, Come have dinner with us. Yeah, exactly right. 
Is there anything else coming up in Swing Zing? No. We've got a few things in the pipes. Yes, but which we will nothing, let you know later. We're not ready to announce anything yet. Wahaha. Anyways. Next segment? Yep. Wow. Oh, you're getting so good at that, Charlotte. I really am. We need to re- record that. We keep this every week. And then it'll happen. You even um, messaged me this week but going like, we should be recording. Yeah. Which <laughs> you didn't respond. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, World of Swing. There's quite a few things. Um, yes. Most of the information will be on our show notes and stuff. So, if yes. you want to look more into it, we're just going to like run through it. Um, so, the National Jazz Museum in Harlem is actually hosting a series of Facebook Live panels, if you're interested. So, we'll put the link up there. Um, the hometown hero, Jesse Gordon, has released a new album. Yay, uh, Jesse. Yay, Ginger Blues, which is available on Spotify. We'll also put the link there. There's Mini Dip South that's happening in a couple of weeks. It is, the so long weekend. Yep, that's really exciting. Um, and ILHC have released, some, for the competitors, have released some of the music and conditions and stuff. Um, so that is an interesting conversation that's happening with Jen and I at the moment. So like, yeah, we've we entered, do this? we've entered the showcase, the video showcase and the normalizer. So mm. the normalizer have set music that they've sent us mm-hmm. and a set part of the song. So we go choreograph that and just like, smash out a video to that. By we, he means he's going to do it. And, and we've be like, got that's to great. do the video showcase as well, which we've got some ideas for. Yep. We yeah. definitely have ideas. We just got to get them done. Yep. So yeah, IHC is coming. Um, this next segment, um, is a new segment. Uh, Wording goodly with Jethro and Charlotte. In this segment, we will try to teach each other or share interesting words of various languages and or origins. <laughs> Mainly, this is because Charlotte tries to teach me French and I suck at French and it's, it's funny. So we thought it'd be funny for you guys to listen in on it. Yes, so the word I have for you today, Jethro, oh God. is the longest word in the French language. Way to start with an easy one, Charlotte. Start high. Okay. Okay, do you want me to just say the whole word? Say the whole word. Can... Okay. Anticonstitutionnellement. Anticonstitutionnellement. That was pretty close. You've told me this before. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. But you still didn't get it quite right. No, I mean, no. It was I, close enough. But as soon as you said the thing, I was like, oh, that's right. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not too far from me. Anti-constitutionally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when you're learning French and you don't have the English. Uh, anti? Anti. Anti. Consti. Consti. Anti. Consti. I'm so glad we're doing... No, face that way, I've been trying to say, because your face is great. So... Anti consti. Anti consti. Tusion. Tusion. Element. Element. Sure. Anti consti. Constitutionnellement. There's a few extra syllables. <laughs> but look, I'm going to give you a solid 7 out of 10. Yes. 7. Winning. All right. All right, so if you're learning French and you want to know how to talk to some politicians about being not constitutional. Yes, anti-constitutional. You, now you can... Uh, now you can just shout that word at them really loudly. <laughs> On the constitutional Give zero context to why you're saying it, but just like... Ah! All right, well, uh, in the spirit of this, I'm going to give Charlotte oh, a yeah. Maori word. Oh, okay. So in Aotearoa, in New Zealand... Maori Damn it, is... I thought Aotearoa was the word. Aotearoa. Uh, I didn't even get that one. <laughs> Starting off strong, Charlotte. Okay, here we go. Uh, so yeah, we use Maori quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, like, our teachers would say this to us. Like, we know what this word means. Like, every Kiwi knows this okay. one. Uh, and I want to start using it in our classes as well. Okay. But I feel like the students would be like, what? Uh, but the word is kapai. I've I know this word. Is it wait, say it again? Kapai. Kapai. Yeah. Cool. Kapai. So what does it mean? It just means well done or like congrats or good oh, job. Cool. So it's like a That's lovely. Keep doing it. 
Yeah. And I've got a friend with a shirt who literally has a cartoon picture of a car, like a vroom vroom car. Yeah, a vroom vroom car. And a pie, like a meat pie. <laughs> nice. And so you look at it and be like, car pie. I get it! That's <laughs> funny! But only funny if you know Maori. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's spelt cool. nothing like it. It's like that shirt that P- uh, Peter Smith has where it has like a swing set but with no swing. And it just says, don't mean a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best shirt. Good old in-jokes. So yeah, um, those are some new words for you. Oh, that's, um, that's us 10 minutes up. We are... Stop the thing. Okay, we're doing well. Um, oh my God, that brings us perfectly to talking points. Talking points. <sighs> all right. So we're not entirely sure how this is going to go. But we, we know ideas. this is why you're here, to learn yeah, yeah, all yeah. of Charlotte's deep, dark secrets. You... Hi, Teresa. <laughs> and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. So we have got the questions that you sent us. Thank you so much for actually yes. sending us questions. Yes. Uh, it was super useful. I don't have to make anything up. I know. This is like the easiest podcast ever. Uh, so I've broken up all of Charlotte's questions into different groups rather mm-hmm. than doing it by person. Yep. Uh, and so what we decided, I think, is that I will read a group of questions. Yep. And then you'll read a group of questions yep. for me. And then I'll read another group of questions for you. So what are the overarching topics like that you've categorized? Right. Okay. So the first one is kind of like pre-swing dancing. Okay. So they ask questions about you and like what happened before swing dancing. Nothing. Uh and then in the swing dancing category, they've got like an advice, like a questions or like asking for advice. Oh, like those, like ask Auntie Charlotte's yeah. like, things in newspaper. Ask Auntie Charlotte. Yeah, Can that yeah. be another segment? <laughs> ask Auntie Charlotte. Yeah, of course. The next segment is kind of uh, your opinions on dancing things. Oh God. Okay. And then the last one is random. Fair enough. Uh, my categories for Jet are circusy, general life and health. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that section. I'm really confused by that Performance section. Performance slash dance slash swingsing. Okay. Uh, it's a big section. I've got random, just literally <laughs> stuff that wouldn't fit anywhere else. And then I've got rapid fire questions at the end. Okay. Well, I'm shotgun going first. Okay, go. So I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. Um, now, a couple of these questions I'm tempted to answer for you and you can tell me how wrong I am. Sounds good. Yeah? Yeah, looking forward to it. So uh, this first question. What is my surname? <laughs> How did you end up in Perth and where are you from originally? Okay, you can answer that, I think. So, you're from lots of places. Okay. Uh, I have actually got a question in here. How many different countries have you lived in? So that's oh, I had to the... do that for my citizenship. <laughs> so that kind of links in pretty well, yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. also, how many languages do you speak? Okay. So, as far as I can remember, you were born in France. Correct. You then... I think you went to Asia first. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and was it Malaysia? In Not in that order, but yes. Right, okay. So So the order was... Uh, sorry, do you want to keep going or do you want to just like... Oh, we'll do time? Asia as general then. Okay. Uh, but then from... So, oh, yeah, go Yeah, ahead. yeah, Asia. And then? Uh, Switzerland? No. Sweden? No. Wrong continent. Oh, did you go to Portugal then? No, that's the same continent as Sweden. Right, it was two. Duh. <laughs> Where'd you go in between? Were you Perth? No. Where was it? South America. So I lived in Venezuela for two years. Right, okay, yes. Okay, gotcha. So then... I always forget that, but Then yes. Europe, yep. Right, yeah, yeah. Then Europe. And then... Wait, Europe. so how old were you in Venezuela? Because that was pre-hospitality school. Oh, God, yeah. So, okay. So the order is, I was born in France, and then we went to Singapore, then Malaysia, right. then in... No, Singapore, India, then Malaysia, then Indonesia, 
Then we moved to Venezuela. So I was about 11 when yeah, I was in Venezuela. Right. Okay. Then I moved back to France. Then I moved to Switzerland. Then I moved to Spain. Then I moved to Portugal. And then I moved here. Yep. Okay. So languages, French. Yes. English. Eh. <laughs> Ish. On a good day. <laughs> and then like, like Portuguese. Yep. Um, but that also kind of includes... Uh, Do like, not say it includes Spanish. <laughs> I like... It is a whole different language. But like with those things combined, you can kind of understand bits of other languages, right? Yeah. So fluently I speak English, French, and Portuguese. Yeah. I have a very good understanding of Spanish. And I, I think like if you dropped me in Spain, I could figure my way out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, because those are all Latin-based languages, Italian I have a relative yeah, understanding yeah. of. But you're also um, learning German at the moment? Yeah. Well, that you know, that ended at Brot und Wasser. <laughs> okay, um, right. I know how to say bread and water. <laughs> and, and hello, good day. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that is, okay. yes. That's your background. That is my background. Cool. Yeah. But then how did you end up in Perth? Was it your sister came first? Yeah. So I kind of always wanted to move to Australia since, because we grew up in Asia. So it was yeah. like really close. Um, and my sister moved out a year before I did. And I kind of, I was in Portugal and I was like, right, if I want to go to Australia, I need to get in before I'm 30 so that I can get the visa. <laughs> and so like, you know, time was ticking. And I just was like, right, it's now or never. <laughs> and so I came to Perth. Well, I came to Perth because my sister was already here. But that's how I sort of decided to come to Australia. And 11 years on, last week, I finally got my invitation for a citizenship interview. <clears throat> that's, oh, that's a new segment. I'm going to be asking questions that they are going to be asking me and proving that no Australian knows the answers to these. <laughs> Done. Done. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Um, what would you be doing if you were not teaching swing and managing, managing dome? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, 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 I'd like to think I'd be involved in the theater. I was really big into theater when I was younger and I really enjoyed, we talked about this in another podcast. Of like have, I yeah. sit in empty theaters. So I, I hope no. something along those lines, but probably teacher as in more generic, not Dance right, teacher, okay. um, but that is something else I was looking into. Did you always know that you wanted to be a swing dancer and um, hospitality? Hospitality, manager? yes. Okay. Swing dancer, not until. How I... early? Like, when did you know that you wanted to go to that kind of route? Probably. Um, yes, you count in French. When I <laughs> when I was probably like twelve or something. Oh really? Yeah. Well, because yeah, okay. my brother, I have a brother who's nine years older. And he was the first one of us. We've all gone into hospitality. He was the first one who went into it. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it sort of suits me in terms of like the travel, it's interaction with people, it's food, um, all things that I'm pretty down with. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I do enjoy it. Uh, this is an extra one is, so family-wise, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yes. So I have an older brother and an older sister. So you're the youngest. I am the youngest. Even though, so my sister and I both work for the same company and routinely when we're in the same cafe, we sound exactly the same. Um, you know, we'll be side by side and people without fail will always ask like, so which one's younger? There's six <laughs> years difference between us. And I take it badly every time. As she loves you it. should. Cool. And then the last one in this category was what first got you interested into swing dancing? How did you go from oh. that world into this world? So friends of mine, uh, Indian Sandar, hello, they're not listening to this. Um, they were, they had gone to a swing zing class uh, when swing zing was doing classes in that church in Frio. 
and they were just practicing. We were at the beach and they were practicing. And I was like, what's this thing? It looks really cool. It's like, oh, we have free flyers. And I'm like, cool. So we all went like as a group and I became fully obsessed. Yeah, cool. Like fully obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed. No, no, no. It's good. And then, like, you know. You're not doing eight, a podcast in your spare room? Eight years on. <laughs> Um, Are they're they still in dancing? Yeah, yeah. They're, um, so they were living in Vietnam for a while, and they was yeah. like, "You should come to VLX." And I'm like, "Okay." And then they moved back to Brisbane. Oh damn, damn. Oh. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, that's that's the whole segment about you know your pre swing stuff. So I had a similar question come up for you of um, if you what would you be doing if you were not teaching swing dancing? Right. Um, I would honestly probably still be working with animals in some capacity. Yeah. I don't think I would have lasted at Cavish and Wildlife Park for much mm. longer than those two years. But whether I ended up with some doing some academia. Like I was tempted to do PhD. Okay. Uh in academia, yeah. I would have enjoyed being like field research type thing. Yeah. So I would have looked at kind of getting more more into that side of my career. Mm. Then most of the options that I ended up with were like fisheries types options. I didn't really want to be in the fisheries. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it did marine, marine conservation, so that was an obvious place to end up. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. So I might have ended up there, but no, I probably would have just done my PhD and tried to find a project. Doctor Harding. Yeah. Yeah. Would have ended up in Antarctica or something. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. You can still do that. Yeah, I definitely still can. Yeah. So the plan is to you know dance and do all the flips until the body breaks, and then go and use your brain. And then use the brain. Yeah. yeah no, I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Um, okay, so keeping along in this general like general life and health right, that we're okay. in. Some of the questions in here. So how this is how do you find the time and energy for A, dancing how you do, teaching how you do, and filming and organizing so much stuff? Okay. I don't have a real job. That's that's literally how I have all the time. Yeah. Like I wake up at like 10 a.m. Mm. and then like I literally sleep until 10 a.m. It's, it's I great. hate you. It's, it's amazing. I know. He's rubbing it in. Like, you can tell. He's, like, looking at me going, like, I sleep. Like, I'm halfway through. I'm three quarters through my day at that stage. I hate you. Uh, although, in saying that, I have been teaching at a school at 7.30 yeah. for the last um, last. To time. which I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I generally wake up and then I've got, what, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7 hours mm. before I actually start work. So, that is your job. Like, your life is your job, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So the time like, that we would allocate to a day job, I am do training circus, or mm. I'm filming something, or I'm choreographing something, mm. or I'm making food. Like, mm. yeah, I've got a pretty cruise lifestyle. I don't feel very busy because I don't fill forty hours of it a week at a job, like yeah. doing a regular job. Yeah. So there's no commuting. There's no I don't know what other things meetings. I like I don't know what you think. What you people do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, know, I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> but I remember being really tired. So always coming home after work was quite exhausting yeah so i'd always still go out dancing but it was always a bit more of a push yeah whereas now i'm like nope just had lunch it's 5 p.m i can go dance Whee! <laughs> i just had lunch it's 5 p.m yeah. i love that segue it's great uh cool um so how okay i had a few people ask about martial arts Oh, okay. Um, so what kind of martial arts did you do? Karate. And well, they got a few, but yeah. How long did you do it for? Okay. And then, like, how has it helped your dancing? Gotcha. If and how has it helped your dancing? Okay, so I did... Started off with doing karate at Okanago Turu for a couple of years, and then I moved into Shukakai because the Gojuru club, the dojo closed down. Uh, the Shukakai club in Queenstown, yeah, it lasted for ages. I was 
training and competing and teaching. So my dad and I set up our own dojo when I was 17 in Arrowtown. And then I moved to Dunedin and set up my own dojo there. Um, so Waddy is still teaching. One of my students is still teaching there now. Oh, cool. He's got his, I think he's knee down by now. Um, didn't manage to catch up with him when I was in Dunedin, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Um, so yeah, karate for literally like over a decade. Wow. Um, competed in Germany, competed in Japan, competed in Australia. So lots and lots of karate. That was my thing thing as a teenager. Was, mm. It was just karate. But because I was competing so much, dad was always trying to you know encourage different aspects into it. So I did Tai Chi with mum for like five years. Mm. I did um, capoeira classes. I did judo classes. I did... Um, Aikido for like half a year type thing. So I've got little bits and pieces of lots of small things. Yeah. I did a bit of Liga Kung Fu. I did a bit, yeah, just lots of bits and pieces. Cool. And how has most of it was karate and transgression into dance? Um, Most of martial arts is copying someone else's technique. Mm. There is a little bit of creativity involved, but most of it, especially when you're learning, is like, you see something and you have to replicate that in your body as identically as you can. Yeah. And obviously they'll still tell you what to do. Like keep your, you know, the hand up or, you know, they'd still teach you. But a lot of it is just like seeing something and then replicating it. Yeah. And so spending like decades just training that obviously made, like it's so relevant in dance. Yeah. When I see something, I'm like, okay, I can make that work or I can do something about that. Yeah. And I find that skill that a lot of people don't have as developed yeah and it's and that's why we encourage uh, choreo classes as well because or performance like routines yeah. because it develops that skill yeah um cool so how so you say there's a little bit of creativity in martial arts but not a huge amount no how did you then develop your creativity do you think i don't know like i don't think of myself as creative in that sense from a and the dancing. Yeah, I, 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 I would disagree. And so would the person who asked the question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know where creativity comes from. Okay. Like, do you think maybe it's from like all the different, because you are so varied in all the things that you do? Yeah, potentially. Um, so so mixing not... flow arts, mixing salsa, yeah. mixing ballroom or ballet. Like, yeah, I guess that would okay. make sense. Because one of the questions I have as well is like, you're a man, I love the way it's phrased, and so I'm <laughs> going to read it verbatim. You are a man of many talents. Exactly how many talents do you have? Exactly. Exactly, Jethro. Zero. Well, th- I feel like this person would disagree. Because, <laughs> like, what you know, dancing a is a talent. For, some, for someone who doesn't know how to dance at all, seeing you dance is like, wow, that's a talent. Don't you agree? Like, even something... It's a is, skill. Okay, so how would you define a talent? I feel like we're segueing. Yeah, here. this is our conversations, though. Yeah, it's just <laughs> what true. Is, what is a talent? <laughs> what is for? <laughs> no one's ever answered that question. <laughs> Yeah, like, what do you mean by talent, then? Um, okay, so a... How would you define a talent? A talent is a... Oh, you can't even say a learned skill because some people are naturally talented at certain things. Um, a a, a skill set that lies outside of the norm, maybe? Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, outside of the norm. So, like, obviously, like, reading and writing isn't a talent. It's still a skill, but it's not out of the norm. Unless you are somewhere where that is not the norm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't go on stage at a talent show and breathe. Like, this is my skill. I can <laughs> breathe. I can do it. Look how well I can do it. <gasps> through the mouth. <sighs> through the mouth as well. <laughs> I can do it through the nose. 
That's in part two. <laughs> this is the second round. Second, yeah, <laughs> semifinals. Um. Well, uh, uh, just pick a number. I mean, really, three. Oh, you have more than three talents. Circus, dance, and but circus is a oh. <laughs> Stop it. All right. We're not going to get a clear answer. Jethro has many talents, um, which he, I, I think you have many talents. Because, like, I wouldn't put circus as one big umbrella. I would put, like, sir wheel, German wheel, juggling, um, poi. Like, all of those are different skill sets. Because just because you do poi doesn't yeah, mean you're necessarily yeah. good at sir wheel. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It just mm. would take a while to go through all of them. Yeah, so yeah. many. Many plenty, as Terry Pratchett would say. <laughs> um, speaking of circus, do you have an ultimate circus trick you want to be able to do one day or that you're working on? Yes. <laughs> Many. Okay. Is there um, one that you can describe to us relatively? So, currently, five ball juggling. And okay. it doesn't sound very impressive. And it's not particularly. There's lots of people that can do it. But it's something that I've been training for friggin' years. <laughs> and I'm at a point now where I can do runs of like 20 randomly. Like once every like half hour training session, I'll get a yeah. run of like 20 catches. And it's like... Yeah. It, it feels like you're juggling at 20 catches. But it's yeah. still only four reps. Like if it's five balls, that's four rotations. Yeah, so okay. it's it's still not consistent. Um, so I'm kind of at a point now where I'm like, oh, do it, do it, can I juggle four? Like I've qualified it. So technically I can juggle five. It doesn't really feel like it just yet. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely something I've always wanted to be able to do. I've been trying so freaking hard for so long. It's just upsetting and frustrating. Like I'll train for months and I'll just end up in a tentative tantrum and throw them at the ground and be like, and I'll I'm done. leave them. I'll leave it for like six months. I'm never training this ever again. Jogging's dumb. Because it's just that frustrating. Yeah. You put so much time and effort into something and like half an hour every day for two months and you see no improvement. Yeah. It's it's hard. But good on you if you keep going. Keep well, I going. have a tantrum. I'm at the tantrum. So actually, no, I'm about to restart training it. Like I've picked them back up again. I had a tantrum like six months ago and I've picked it back up again today. But I should probably practice my five ball again. Oh, good for you. Well done. Um, this is still related to circus and it's a bit of a silly question, but I love it and I want to ask it. How many people can you actually fit in a clown car? It's just a random question. <laughs> I just, it made me giggle, so I thought I would ask it. Okay, hang you on. You don't actually... Did you see the black and white... Circus tent thing at Cirque West. It's like a kid's yeah, size yeah, yeah. tent. It yeah, looks yeah. like a big top. They had nine people in that the other day. Oh, Jesus. Like and that's smaller than a car. How? That little yeah, yeah, yeah. red and white thing. Yeah, yeah. It's way smaller than a car. No, as in how did they fit nine people? I not I how wasn't is it smaller there. than a car? <laughs> I just showed up there. We fit nine people in there. I was like, you're bloody carnies. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, this is good. Um, we're getting comments but we're not reading them I'm sorry no I know keep commenting we'll read them after we will read them after and yeah. maybe we'll answer online yeah um, okay so we've done that we've done that one okay so here's a good question um, have you always been a vegetarian and why oh right okay no I have not I grew up on a farm mm. so I remember um, when our we had a very small farm it was like nine sheep type thing so it was mm. a little hobbyist farm um, but I would show up one day from school and my pet pig that I've been looking after for the last, you know, since it was a piglet type thing, was hanging out by the front door without a head. Aww. Or I'd be out in the sheep and... So you were traumatized into vegetarianism, essentially. <laughs> not really, because we knew that that was like, on a, you're on a farm. Like, yeah, you know, that's things how it die. is. It's still not nice. I still wish Dad didn't 
display it so like at the front door yeah but i mean when mary died we knew we were butchering her so she's one of our oldest sheep uh i had to help hang her so not hang her she was already dead yeah yeah but the meat hook chucking the she he dad couldn't lift her by herself to get the leg over the hook yeah so i was there helping lift her and as the foot hooked over the thing just everything came out of her mouth so like my legs were just covered in everything that was in that sheep's stomachs and yeah so i grew up on a farm with all of that and even then i was still eating meat i got tricked into eating our pet pig <laughs> like mom i don't want to eat this i don't want to eat bernie and she's like okay no worries that's store-bought that's fine you can have that one oh. years later years yeah, later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was like 10 or something yeah um so i grew up on a farm still like the taste of meat and lamb and chicken like walk pucks kfc and it still smells really good yeah but when as soon as i started buying my own food so once i left home and i was at university i stopped buying meat yeah it's just uh, i struggle with hypocritism and so i can't really be like a pro animal lives matter <laughs> animals <laughs> start a new hashtag people um, although we already exist even then like i'm not against uh, people eating meat and against the cruelty to animals and yeah. most meat industries are cruel to animals mm. but if someone has uh like i started off being vegetarian but i would still eat meat from the parents farm because i know that animal was happy yeah. for its entire life it had like giant fields and was running around and was getting fed like chips <laughs> <laughs> like that was some happy animals yeah and so yeah i don't really like i still see a circle of life stuff i still see that you know humans can eat meat mm. But I couldn't find any ethical meat that I would agree with. Probably out there, but I also was like, ah, I don't want to support that industry, so I stopped buying meat. Okay, fair enough. And so now I'm kind of in that same zone when it comes to dairy. Like, I don't agree with a lot of the dairy industry yeah. practices, so I stopped trying to buy that. Okay. Do you have any diet... Okay, so this is a bit of a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, dietary advice for dancers, and are there food or health things which you notice about other dancers which concern you? interesting oh, yeah, no i thought so too well done um well done guys i don't consider myself like a very health conscious person i just happen to live a healthy lifestyle mm. uh, as like being active and being vegetarian like the two yeah two big things to you know. well that's that's a big chunk yeah of your health uh, but it's not a conscious thing to be healthy yeah um one tip that i've got for dancers is whenever i go to an exchange i often like would get leg cramps from dancing for hours mm. but i have a banana every day yeah. Like in the, in the smoothie or on some wheat picks and the potassium just tends to help me stop cramping up. Yeah. Cool. Good so tip. I, I, Pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> Pro Have a banana. Um, health. I, mm, I always am concerned when people are eating fast food. Mm. Like it's, it's just hard to not notice it when you don't have it so frequently. Yeah. When you see other people having it frequently or like they'll bring it into an event or I don't know. I find it really confronting as well whenever it's because I, I can't genuinely can't even remember the last time I had fast food. Yeah. Um, and so for some reason it's still, I find it a bit confronting when I see people and I'm just like, I'm not going to judge you for it. Like, you know, you do you, but it's just, it still it's stands weird. Out. Yeah, yeah. I find it strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll never tell anyone not to eat it. No, you would never tell anyone not to do anything unless it was like... Safe. Don't do that backflip. It's over sharks. Come over here. Yeah, These do sharks it over are here. safe. <laughs> These are the good sharks. Yeah. Um, okay. Have you got, is there anything else from that section? I have uh, just one more which okay, is a really yeah, yeah. lovely question. Okay. Um, what is the nicest thing anyone has ever done for you? 
Okay. I love that question. That's this a great question. This is really going to surprise you, Charlotte, because okay. it's a gift. Ah. Oh. So when I graduated university, my partner at the time gave me a lovely copy of um, Charles Darwin, Origin of Species. Oh, wow. And wrote out a lovely quote in it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Do you still have it? No. Oh, okay. I know. No, I'm really upset about it. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Awkward. Um, No, no. As in, like, it was... I just... I feel really bad for losing it because I did really appreciate it. Okay. And it was super lovely. Cool. That's the first one that jumps to mind. There's probably been a lot of nice things. People are always lovely. Yeah. Um, But that's the first one that kind of jumps to mind. Cool. That was a great question. I really really enjoyed that question. I'm glad glad to ask it. All right. You want some dancing questions? Sure. Yeah, my next section is dancing as well. Okay. Here we go, Charlotte. (laughs) What advice do you have for newbies in uh, learning social solo jazz or learning to add style and creativity into their dancing? Ooh. Okay. So this is my, this is what I do all the time when it comes to solo jazz is I will basically run through all of the routines that I know. That is that, like when you, if you watch me solo jazz, like you can pick, like she's doing shim sham, she's doing tranky do, she's doing trick creation, she's doing blah, blah, blah. Like that is what I do. I just run through any routine that I know. And eventually you do that so much that they all just sort of meld into one and then you just start moving to the music rather mm-hmm. than like having a choreo. But that's how I, that's the easiest way that I found to, because the problem with solo jazz is that you are on your own <laughs> and you have no one to like make you do the moves or help you come up with the creative stuff. So I yeah, just cool. run through stuff that I know. Yeah. It's a nice tip. Um, yeah. No. Pro tip. Pro tip. Yeah. Honestly, give it a crack. Um, what about learning to add style or creativity into their dancing? I don't know. I do. I know the answer for this one. I know the true you, answer. You know, know the, you know know the, the answer. answer? I know the answer. Okay. Go, go for <laughs> no, it. No, I want your opinion first. Okay, well, I mean, okay, so I don't... This sounds really lame. Lamey. Um, <laughs> I don't think of You're it so as creative... So uh, watching things, obviously, like, you watch YouTube and, you know, you find people whose dancing you enjoy and you watch them um, on, like, the if you're at Mustang or you're at a social event is having people dance with you and around you, even if solo jazz, cause you're like, you're doing a cool thing. I'm going to copy that cool thing. So it's like the routine thing, but live. <laughs> um, but I, I've always moved like even before I did swing dancing, I, I danced. So that movement. That's right. You had like a doof phase, didn't you? Yes. Can we, can we learn quickly about Charlotte's doof phase? Ah! Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Okay. I forgot, um, but you no, reminded me. Yeah, so pretty much uh, like I, my uni years, so from like 18 years till pretty much I, till I discovered swing dancing, um, I was very much into trance, And I would go to, we would call them uh, free parties okay. uh, in, in Portugal. That's what they're called. And well, all the songs. <laughs> kind of, but it's like, so this is where I can get really picky because like techno and trance like it's it's a broad umbrella term like swing dancing there's yeah. various facets underneath it gotcha um and there's certain styles that i don't like and the style that i, I identified the most with was psy trance okay um which i just really enjoyed because i found it a lot more melodic and um, you moved to that You're... oh i would dance for freaking i used to at uni i used to put my headphones in and i would dance for hours just like on my own in my room being like yay <laughs> so i was and it's a solo it's not a partner dance obviously yeah. so i was used to moving on my own mm-hmm. um i just never had the context of the swing dancing vocabulary to make that work yeah okay cool yeah moving on <laughs> moving right <laughs> along okay cool 
Uh, how can follows practice going to the end of their line on a crowded dance floor? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, what was your answer to the question before? Oh, it was watching people, like YouTube. Yeah. Social, yeah, yeah, same yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That is the answer. Yeah. Uh, what's the question? Sorry, again. Okay, so this is the question is, how can follows practice going to the end of their line on a crowded dance floor? Oh, that's tricky. Yeah. Like, you've got a... There's, there's technique and concepts that we teach and that we try to practice in our lives, but then there's always the overriding you're on a social dance floor, you're going to have to make concessions and you're going to have to sometimes not go to the end of your line. But so if, if you're saying like in a swing up, for example, I can still replicate the end of my line without extending, actually physically going to the end of my line. So, so you make just, it feel like the end of your yeah, line? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I make it feel like the end of my line by changing the texture, the, like the texture, the tone, <laughs> the tone of my arm, of the tension on, that I have. Let me get in my theory out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you just, you learn to replicate that feeling mm-hmm. without actually having to go to the end of the line. Yeah, okay, cool. How do you balance your enthusiasm and energy mm-hmm. with the I'm a person who you should listen to and learn from? What? In a teaching context. So you've got the whole like, woo! Woot, woot. And then the whole other side where you're like, no, I'm a respectable swing dancer that you should respect my words and wisdom. I, well, I don't believe the second bit, so that's pretty easy. <laughs> So you believe no one should ever come to your classes? Um, I would like them to. <laughs> oh, um, look, I, I, I just have, I think, more experience than some of the people who come to the class. Um, sensei. No, no. No, no, sensei, the literal translation is one who has been before. Oh, right. Okay. Still no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just said, experience. Yeah, okay. Um, I like, so one of the things that I like about my hospitality job is the fact that I get to to train people on like, you know, how you make a coffee, how you carry three plates, blah, blah, blah. So I enjoy that side of things. Yeah. Um. So I enjoy teaching. But how do you balance them? Do you think about I don't about, think about it. I genuinely don't. Them? You just mix no. them together? Your yeah. high enthusiasm and your... Because well, my high, person. that's how I am. Yeah. No, so, I'm just, this is just the question. I, yeah, no, I don't, like, I don't understand the question, I guess. Or I don't think of it. Let me put it that way. Yeah, okay. Cool, fair enough. Um, is it true that if you agree to have more than two dances in a row with someone, that you're indicating that you want to be more than just friends with them? What? No. Fair enough, that's enough. Wait, no, I have questions about that question. Where, okay, all joking aside. Um, whoever asked this question, um, and you know, feel free to communicate however you choose to communicate. I'm curious as to where that's. Have you ever heard that before? Uh, I've yeah, a little bit. Really? Bits and pieces. Yeah. Oh, there might be some awkward conversations coming my way because there's like people I will often ask for. Yeah. It's not a common thing. I know that like uh, certain scenes will have like the the two rule dance where you don't ask someone for just one dance. The the common courtesy is to ask people for two dances. Yeah. Um, so the first one's like a get to know you kind of thing. And the second one's the real dance. Yeah. Um, we don't have that in Perth. Um, but yeah, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. So okay. I would say inherently no for me because it's just not something. So I, I would agree with that. No as well. Yeah. yeah Cause that yeah. would be re- like the swing scene is incestuous already, mm. but like that, oh God. Yeah. No, two dances does not mean that they're It means you. nothing. It no. means you'll enjoy dancing with that person. Do you have any advice for catering to late nights or catering, catering for late nights? As in food catering? I don't know. It just is. Do you have any advice for catering for late nights? That's all the words I was given. If it's in winter, have soup. Yeah. Soup is great because you can warm your hands and it's just easy to prep. You can bulk make it. I like soup and bread. Oh, and it's cheap. Oh, do that. And Don't then... do popcorn. It smells like vomit when you enter the venue. It's 
Terrible. And then do it's you, everywhere. Sorry. Do you think a complete beginner can learn Lindy or Bell enough from YouTube or Zoom? Ooh, I'm going to, enough for what? I don't know. Well enough. You're gonna well enough. Well enough. Okay, that's very arbitrary. Um, do you want to fill in that blank? So to the point where they could uh, social dance comfortably, I guess. They could get away with being a Lindy Hopper. But they, you, you see them dancing. Oh yeah, no, they're a Lindy Hopper. I think they could get away with being like, oh, they're they're a new Lindy Hopper. <laughs> right, but like okay. you know, like someone who's in a physical Lindy One class, yeah. Versus someone, I think maybe if they watch really good videos, yeah, okay. Um, but definitely not in the feel of it. Um, because you, you just you need that you need that responsiveness. Um, not the responsiveness. The what's it when something reacts? Reaction or? Oh uh, yeah, a word like that. Yeah. See, um, I would I would probably go a little bit further than that because I have taught privates on Zoom now. Yeah. And before and after the Zoom lessons, they improved. So this is over COVID. Yeah, yeah. Had a few privates. All those privates had to be done by Zoom, and then yeah. went back to being with them in person, and they improved over that time. But they were were this were you teaching a couple? Yes. And therefore, they were able to practice together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was thinking in the context of like as a single individual person, yeah, yeah learning yeah. the follow role on my own with no one to ever practice with. Yeah, yeah, no, I can. That would be pretty. Hard. Yeah, so that's yeah, where yeah. my mind went. But as a couple, oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, because it's just it's a class. Yeah, but like you say, um, it would depend on the Zoom lessons or the YouTube class as well. Yeah. There's some crap YouTube lessons out there. Yes. So they can learn some bad habits like pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. According to Sandra. Yeah. Um, um, cool. All right. So that's that, that's that section. Okay. Um. Okay. How so, long are we? Have we been going for? It's now fifty minutes in, I think. Of, uh, of, I guess we'll say. Okay. We're, so I've got we're my up to last, forty minutes now. My last uh, section is the dance, swinging, performance section. Um, and then I've got rapid fire. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just get through these as fast as we can. Okay. Um, how has running a dance school changed your life? It means I can sleep in. (laughs) Excellent. And it means I can dance more. Like, it's just given me the freedom to to do more. I value time more than money. Mm -hmm. And I have not had to work for money for the last... Five years, I just worked because I felt like going to a dance class yeah. or I felt like going to go teach at a school. Like I never go to a gig thinking like, I'm doing this just for the money. Yeah. I'm going to help a friend out or I'm going to go teach someone. Mm. I've never done it for the money for the last five mm. years. And I think that really comes out in the ethos of Sung Zing, which is one of the reasons that I think we all like teaching with you and for you. Um, okay. What... Do, 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 do. Oh, some of these are a bit heavier. Okay. So I'm going to do a few more fun ones first and then we'll okay. get into meaty stuff. Um, what makes a follow extra fun to dance with? Um, I enjoy dancing with, well, everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that's goes without saying. An extra fun follow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What makes a follow extra fun to dance with? Um, excitability? <laughs> so when you get those follows where you're like, lead something and they go like <laughs> well it's like when we teach a thing in class so like we're demonstrating something and you get the yeah. like that's such a good moment so that's super fun yeah when you get the reactions from the follow um follows that are really bouncy like that have that like reaction bouncy 
like move themselves through space like yeah. a bunny rabbit. Like they're fun because yeah. you just like lead and they're gone. That they're kind of fun. Sounded like Roger there. <laughs> they are kind of, yeah, I'd say that would make it extra fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what good and bad habits could social dancing at the Mustang develop? Okay. Um, good habits, uh, floor craft. Yeah. I didn't learn to social dance at Mustang. I learned to social dance in Dunedin, mm-hmm. where there was only ever four of us social dancing. <laughs> like four couples or four people? Four people. Excellent. And I was the only lead. Wow. <laughs> well, Jen lead as well. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty small socials. So I came here and social danced at Mustang Bar, and it took me ages to unlearn my bad habits from my other dance floors because right. I never had learned floor craft. Yeah, So I enough. had limbs and I hit people a lot. <laughs> um, so it teaches good floor craft. Um, bad habits... I mean, that person pointing out end of the line. Yeah. Like, that's you a good point. You can never spread out. I thought yeah. of that, of like, I wonder how uh, that's affected our dancing. All of our styling is for cramped environments. Yeah. Um, so aesthetics and lines are going to be yeah. challenging to produce when you just spend two hours a week <laughs> training it. Or training, social dancing yeah. is still training. So you're still, body's still doing things. Yeah. Um, so habits just will build up over time so yeah you won't be able to get as nice of aesthetics i assume okay um where do you personally begin to choreograph a performance from a particular music or does it grow from a move oh it's different from the song every time i choreograph it's song first notate the song out and then just put moves and social dance put things in the gaps but it's always the song first okay Okay, first. Although our uh, video showcase is the other way around this year. It is. That's true. Project. Mm. Okay, so here's one that's a little bit heavier. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm I'm feeling way down. Okay. (laughs) Numpty. Um, You come across great Lindy videos from the early 2000s. They feature a particular dancer, and through research, you find out in the subsequent years that they had been accused of sexual assault misconduct. How do you reconcile watching those videos? Is it a case of death of the author slash dancer, and do you still find inspiration in the art, or does it corrupt everything they've done? I find it really hard to watch those videos. Hmm. Um, mainly just because it produces such a, like a like icky response. Yeah. So I've tried to keep up with as much of the the reporting of sexual assault mm. in that kind of world. So I didn't want to be judging people for what other people have said, but that's the only way you can really do it. Yeah. So it's it's not a nice way to go about it. I prefer to judge people from my interactions with them, but it's not always possible. Yeah, exactly. I am not a female. I'm not going to be sexually assaulted by a lot of these people. Mm. So from hearing enough of the stories and getting enough of a picture, I just have like a response when i see them and i just i can't enjoy what they do yeah so i don't actually have to reconcile it the only times when i've been a little bit frustrated confused yeah is when there's been a video or a performance that i liked beforehand yeah and so i've i didn't have that tint when i first watched it yeah so there are a couple of videos where i'm like that was really nice that was a fun video that was some cool moves I would like to be able to teach that or pass it on. Hmm. But then obviously with the new knowledge of who they yeah. are as a person, when an opportunity comes up where I instinctively go to those videos, I obviously have to stop myself and be like, no, don't recognize those. Don't recommend those videos. Yeah. And there's other ones out there. Yeah. Okay. So I was, when I read this question, I really like this question by the yeah. way. And it, I, one of the things that I thought about is um, obviously it's a partner dance. 
so that means it robs the partner. So, you know, you have like the, the let's assume, you know, the guy um, who was accused of sexual assault and all of that. But the partner they were dancing with all of a sudden also gets robbed of all of that content. It's mm, a good point. Um, and how you, for me, I was like, how do you reconcile that? Because then you have to go into like, well, did they know? Were they a contributor? You know, like all of that. And like, they were equally as a contributor in terms of the creation of the art. Yeah, yeah. So why should they have all of a sudden no longer be allowed to showcase, that, showcase that? Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't actually thought of that. So yeah, hopefully good question. Hopefully they've got enough um, content with other dancers. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the people who come to mind for me is, um, oh, should, I can't even, should I say the name? Ooh. Yes, yes, we should. Okay, Max and Annie come to mind. Yeah. Um, I was hugely influenced by them because they used to do like all of the aerials and they were big aerialists and stuff like that. Um, and they had a working relationship that spanned like quite a long time. So the vast majority of any of the work that you see Annie do, Max is there. Yeah. Like you, you very much cannot crowbar those. Um, and I was just like, she was my hero, you know, like, yeah. and I just feel that it's really sad. I... So any one ILHC showcase for what, like six years or something. Yeah. And I mean, like most of them were with Max, but a lot of them, were a not. few of them were not. Yeah, that's true. So she that has worked with other people as well. Um, but she, it's obviously overshadowed yeah, by her, yeah. her work with Max. Um, so yeah, so this leads on to another good question. Okay. What safety mechanisms, safe spaces, code of conduct, consent, have you built into Swingsing and why is it important? Okay. So our system is code of conduct, which was copied and mixed, mashed from, I don't know, some of the earlier code of conduct from, that came through from out of America, from MLX, from stuff that I'd heard talked about in different online forums mm. and uh, panel discussions. So it was kind of a bit of a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. And then we tried to put our own kind of wording over it. Yeah. Because there was a few things that kind of reach a bit too far and some things that are worded a bit too nonchalantly. Yeah. And also the recognition of like, none of us are lawyers. None of us are yeah. professionals in that realm. So we also didn't quite know our limits or what we were allowed yeah. to. It took a while of like talking to I've got a. I've talked to a few people who were lawyers to figure yeah. out what we actually could legally and could legally could and couldn't do. Mm. So there's the there is a code of conduct, um, which to ninety nine percent of the people is obvious stuff. Yeah. So that code of conduct is literally for that one percent of people who need to be reminded, mm -hmm. or, or it needs to be spelt out for them, or it's for the people who may think that that's obvious have someone break the code of conduct and they're the victim mm. and then may think, oh, maybe that's normal. Yeah, right. And so they like may a, think themselves a, being crazy. Just a, not justification, a validation? Yeah. Maybe? So if they can go back to a code of conduct and read it and be like, okay, no, this is written out here. Yeah. It's inappropriate. I feel like I can actually say something, say something about it. Yeah. And I guess it offers a certain amount of quote unquote protection for from a school's perspective of like, oh, you know, no one said I couldn't do this. And I was like, well, actually, we did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So there's the code of conduct. There's um, Charlotte Fiona and I make up the Safe Spaces team. Mm -hmm. um, I actually quite liked the fact that we have an anonymous system as well. Mm -hmm. It's made it really hard because we have had a couple of anonymous things come through in big times and we can't respond to them. Yeah. But that's kind of the point is mm -hmm. we want people to be able to reach out to us and say what they want to say without ever 
without us ever knowing who they are. Yeah. And obviously we can't put as much weight behind it because so we can't research it as much, but it's still really valuable and we still put a lot of weight behind what people tell us. Yeah. So that system I'm quite, I guess, proud of mm-hmm. that we've got that system in place. And we don't take any of it lightly. Like I know that in terms of like who we are as teachers and performers, like we're quite lighthearted people. Yeah. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, we do take it quite seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, what was the other one? Do, 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 do. Okay, this was that question I was telling you that, um, damn it, I wish I had gone okay, ask this Okay, I'm going to ask you as well. No, 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 no. I want to hear you, you, you answer first. Okay, I think Swing Zing does a great job using gender-neutral roles for lead and follow. And okay. I love all the combinations of male-female, male-male, female-female are visible in classes and in the performance troupe. How recent is this in swing dancing and how does Perth slash Australia compare to the international scene on this? Hang on, there's more. Are there places where it is still consistently male-female for leads follows and are there competitions that still specify this? This is a great question. This could be a podcast in itself. <laughs> Should we take that question as a podcast? Um, as an episode? We could do an entire podcast on this, yeah. I think then, we could. Then we could talk about switch dancing. Yeah. Okay, let's do a brief answer now. Okay. And then bulk it out later. Cool, sounds good. Um, uh, do you want me to like recap the question? So I, I think I got most okay. of it. So yeah, we started doing it when all the panel discussions happened after Stephen Mitchell. Yeah. So people were talking about, okay, what can we do to make this scene safer? Mm. What can we make it? We, what can we do to make it better? And that was one of the things that came out of it was yeah. just non-gendered roles and yeah. So some things like you know, it's no longer a Jack and Jill. It's called a mix and match. Yeah, that one. That, that one I don't like. Contentious. To be, to be fair, I still prefer the name Jack and Jill. But even to this day, like I had someone two or three days ago being like oh yeah all the ladies in the class and i was like it sounds really different now yeah but when we were learning it, it took us like six months to change those terms i genuinely can't remember the terminology when i was learning the dance i genuinely can't remember what words were used um but you're right like now when people say oh you know guys do this and ladies do this i'm like what that sounds really weird it just yeah, yeah. um and then at that same time, Kira and I started teaching together. Like, I taught a few classes with him. He was mm-hmm. teaching Lindy One with me in Applecross for a while. Uh, and then, obviously, you and Fee teach together. Yeah. And we have Russell that loves following on the performance team. Yeah. We had um, Nikita join the team as a lead. Yeah. We were down a lead at that point, And she was been dancing for years and liked leading as well. Yeah. We didn't have a spot as a follow, but we offered to her as a lead. Yeah. And she took it on. Um, nowadays, we kind of just all lead and follow. So it doesn't really matter yeah. so much. And I feel like that's becoming much more of a norm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was still a thing. When I started dancing, it was still a thing of, you know, you would see two guys dancing together and, you know, um, for some reason I have more of a memory of two guys dancing together than seeing two girls dancing together. I don't know if that just stuck in my mind more for whatever reason. Um, But I feel like it's more commonplace now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Nowadays, it's kind of like, you see two guys dancing together and you don't even blink an eyelid. Yeah. Like, so or normal. more so in the fact of like, I'm re- and maybe it's because people know that I do both. Well, I don't know if you get the same thing of people ask, you know, would you like to dance? And they'll like, would you like to lead or follow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I, I love it when people ask because sometimes I just want to follow yeah. and sometimes I want to lead. Uh, but yeah, I think we should bulk that out. In a yeah, no, that's a cool question. I really yeah. like this question. Um, we are running very long time. Okay, We're okay, over okay, an okay. hour long almost. Okay, okay, okay. So out of the random, I'm gonna pick one. Okay. Um, the, this is the discuss question. Our second hand, and I'm not sure I inter- entirely understand it. Our second hand leather dance shoes, vegetarian slash vegan. Discuss. Right. Okay. So 
Um, vegetarianism goes... When I stopped eating meat, that's, that's what I did. I stopped eating flesh. Yeah. So it was the meat. Uh, sorry, it was like red meats, um, chicken, fish, shellfish. Like if it was flesh, I just wouldn't eat it. Yeah. Things like leather... I never consciously stopped buying because I didn't buy that many leather things. Yeah, so, fair enough. Um, there's things like wine, which is uses fish extracts. Yeah, or processing. Egg in there. There's um, what was the one you were telling me? White, white sugar. sugar has been bleached yeah. with bone. So there's a few random bits of pieces. Gelatin, and... gelatin, and marshmallows. Where I, I understand that they're not technically vegetarian, but I would still have marshmallows every now and again. Yeah. So I based my own like habits on eating and drinking based on what I wanted to do. My rules were like, don't buy flesh. <laughs> so yeah. I stopped doing that. And then the more I look into other things, the more I kind of take things out of my everyday yeah. things. Secondhand stuff, I'm I'm fine for. Yeah. Like leather that's kind of already been used and just keeps it in the cycle longer. It makes it almost like the death was worth it. Yeah. As in like is, is being utilized as much as possible. So I would say that it's not vegetarian, but I'd say it's still ethical in my rules of my yeah. own brain. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good question again. Good These are great questions. questions. Okay. Are you ready for rapid fire? Oh, I've got to ask you anything for ages, Charlotte. Oh, okay. Sorry. Here we go. Okay. Are you currently sewing anything? Ha! No. Uh, and what's been your favorite sewing project? Um, oh, making little cutlery pouches for, to take, um, just to have in your bag so you have a spoon and a fork and things like that. Do you make all of your own dance clothes? Absolutely not. Is there a secret to making all of your clothes look and f look good and fit you so perfectly? No, I don't know. I have a lot of clothes. Like, ask Jethro. He, he gives me shit for it. Exactly how many hit scarves do you own? <laughs> I knew someone was going to ask that. I don't know. Last time I counted, I was somewhere around 100. If you could permanently remove one of one dance move from Jethro's repertoire, what would it be? None of them. No, genuinely, I can't think of anything. If oh wait, no, to... no, no! I have an answer. I have an answer. Time step. Ah, <laughs> oh, but the time step's so good, Charlotte. No. Uh, what makes a good, enjoyable dance to you personally? Moves, technique, fun, silliness, musicality, backflip, backflips, blackflips, blackflips. Uh, backflips <laughs> uh, back are always a, uh, a bonus. Um, oh, I, it depends on the mood I'm in. I don't know. I just, I like, we, I like unexpected things, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, uh, unexpected happiness. Okay. Um, are there any swing moves that you're still working on? Which ones? I had the same question for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a leader, as a follow. I don't know. Time um, step. Time step. Yeah, let's throw that one in there. Far out. How do you decide what to teach every week? What's the process? And how <laughs> important is it to pick a theme and dress accordingly? That one's from Andrew. Yeah. This is definitely from Andrew. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. <laughs> um, what's our process? Uh, it, actually, no. It depends on who I'm teaching with. Okay. Um, so, And it depends on like what do... The, sometimes when we're teaching together it'll be um all right what does this scene suck at and like how do we address this <laughs> and then we'll like build a class around that and like we're being you know not suck at but you know like you know bugbears that we have like we want to fix this problem how do we fix it how do we address it 
Um, and then sometimes it's just, oh, I really like this move. Let's just break it down and turn it into a thing. Yeah. Um, and I have to wear a uniform to work. So, and I can't wear any jewelry. I can't like paint my nails or I can't do any of that. So my creative outlet is in terms of dressing right. is when I go to classes and I get uh, to dress up. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Fair enough. That's why I enjoy doing it so much. Uh, you learn something new every day. Yeah, you do. Whereas I can wear as much jewelry and nail polish as I want during the day. But so... you, and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> no, but I, and I've always enjoyed, like it goes back to theater and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I enjoy costuming, so to speak. Gotcha. Um, okay. But I just can't do it at work. Um, I'm trying to think about our process. So the process is usually, yeah, topic first. Yeah. Figure out some moves to get that topic or drills. Yeah. Um, Every once in a while, like our class last week, we're like, we're going to do a choreo thing. Because you were like, oh, there's some moves from Remy that I really yeah, like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we're like, cool. All right. How are we going to do this? It's like, oh, let's do two phrases and then put a whole bunch of Remy moves in there and just make so it work. The other process that I really like that we, well, I've never taught with you, I don't think ever this way, mm. but this is how Sophie taught me to do lesson Yeah, planning. yeah. I've done that with other people. <laughs> Is Sophie taught me to just put a song on. Mm. So you just have one song that you use for the entire night. So you have one warm-up song, but the second song, it might be 720 in the Books yeah. by Ella Fitzgerald. And, you know, you'd social dance with that and you'd pick out two or three moves from that social dance mm -hmm. and then you would teach that class. Yeah. So you'd play that song a whole bunch and you'd teach these moves. And so you're always teaching moves that fit the music. Yeah. So you're teaching I really like that musicality method. in a way as well. Yeah. Um, and it's also a really quick way to come up with this plan. Like it's yeah. super efficient and it's just done. That's a we class. We have never taught that way. That's funny. Uh, we often get a bit too technical <laughs> to teach <laughs> Hence that way. Hence this podcast. Because we want to, you know, work on the technique. And yeah. so what moves can we use to do that? And then yeah. we put songs to fit that move. Yeah. So we kind of work in the opposite direction. Mm. Um, but obviously the other way works, but the focus is like just dancing, not necessarily like here's a technique or a theory. Or yeah. a Maybe we should do the other one. It's so As, much easier. Yeah, yeah. Just give it a red hard go. Um, oh, what, yeah. Sorry. What I, are your social media habits? Not a lot. Um, I, my Facebook page is mostly to promote events and like swingsing stuff. Instagram, um, Twitter, YouTube? I'm not an Insta per I, I am a little bit more now, but not really. Twitter, I don't even think I would know how it works. Um, YouTube? YouTube, yeah, I'll go on to YouTube, but um, usually it's very specific of like, I'm looking for a specific thing. I won't just like browse. And so the follow on from this question was, who in the social dance world do you follow on social media? Um, Claudia Fonte, Isabella, Tatiana, obviously. I'm just like, she's Tatiana. just, oh, I just she's love so her. Cool. I just love her. Uh, Remy. Yeah. Cool. A, a whole bunch of people. Um, there's, uh, um, there's a cool thing I've been following actually on Instagram lately, lately which is, um, so, oh, I had it written down. Hang on. Oh, I took it out because we're not doing echo chamber shout out anymore. Oh, well, I have it here. Social swing TV. Um, and it's just a whole, it, it's what it sounds like. It's just social dancing clips of people and it's great. It's fun. Cool. Yep. All right, that's it from the kind of... Oh, wait, no. Who are your swing dancing heroes? It's kind of the social media question as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Tatiana and, like, Pontus and Isabella. <laughs> They're just yeah. so fun. They're and, right. fun story, um, when I was chatting with Pontus at Skoz one year, I was asking him where he came up with all this crazy, weird aerial crap. You know the stuff that's yeah, yeah, yeah. just bizarre. And you're like, how did you... what? 
old martial arts videos. So old kung fu videos. Oh, cool! He'll see the big thing and then like the flip and the throw and he'll try to fit that into his dancing. That's awesome! Yeah! Do that! <laughs> Do that for our uh, normalizer. Throw in like a hiya! <laughs> Chop to the face! <laughs> Um, I have one more if I can ask you because it's, it's just a nice short story like why do you okay. call Monique Elmo? <laughs> um, so Monique when I first met her had short red hair no it was blue hair Okay, so this I asked, I told Monique that I got this question, and there's she's like, there's conflicting stories about this, so yeah. I, I'm really curious which one you're going to tell. Um, for some reason, I thought it was red hair, mm. and I heard you talking, like calling out, like "Hey, Mon," mm. um, and for somehow I misheard that as Elmo, right? And there's like, ah, of course, Elmo, red hair, that's fine, yeah. yeah. Hey, Elmo. So now I just always called it Elmo. So when I was having a chat to Monique about this, all of those are tr- are, are what she remembers, but in a different order. Yeah, okay. So she, because I used to call her Momo. Momo, that's what yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. So Elmo. she, um, I called her Momo. You misunderstood as Elmo. Elmo. But at the time, she had blue hair. I was blue. And then okay. a week later, she came with red hair, and then it just stuck. It just like <laughs> solidified the deal. Right. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where Elmo came from. Yeah. There you go. That is a nice little sweet story. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, there's some, there's other cool questions okay. in here that I Rapid wish. Fire? Are you ready? Okay, okay. Are we doing like all of you and then all of me? Yeah, yeah. All of you. Why not take all? Are you ready? Okay, yes. You got 30 seconds. Shit. Okay. What have you had to eat and drink today so far? Oh, Vanessa. Um, oh, no. A pack of nut po- peanuts. <laughs> and water. What is your and a solo. And a solo. <laughs> That's not an even better. I know. What is your favorite English phrase and French phrase? Ooh, um, okay, my favorite French word is coquelicot, which means coquelicot. It's just such a lovely word to say, um, which means poppy. Um, And my favorite English phrase, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, pass. Um, What is your favorite dance floor anywhere in the world? Oh, dude. I don't know. Um, This is not a very rapid fire round, is it? No, it's, well, this is a hard question. Um, I love the dance floor at the Dome Maylands. If Lindy Hop was a pizza, what kind of pizza would it be? Ooh, and everything pizza with extra everything. <laughs> what is your most outrageous costume slash outfit you've ever danced? You've ever worn dancing? Uh, probably when I performed in a giraffe onesie. What is Don't the, do that in summer. It's a bad idea. What is the strangest slash least swing place you've ever danced? Lindy Hop. Uh, <laughs> in the in the egg aisle at Coles. And last, a really good song came on. Last question for Charlotte: When is Flammy's birthday, and does she have any relatives we should oh, know of? Oh, Flammy! Um, I don't know when Flammy's birthday is. I'm going to say, bad parenting. Oh, terrible parenting. Um, any relatives? No. Well, I mean, there's the two bunnies that I've had since I was born. Maybe like Bunny Green, Bunny Blue. <laughs> Which literally translates to like grey rabbit and blue rabbit. <laughs> I was not very imaginative when I was a child. So you could consider them. And I've had them since forever. Yeah, they travel everywhere with me. Cool. So they can be Flammy's siblings. Yeah. Two bunnies and a, and a llama. That sounds like a great adventure story. But no cats? No cats. Do not own a... I do actually own a... Technically, I own a cat. It's just at my mom's place in France. <laughs> right. Okay. And still hates me. <laughs> Cool, that's your rapid fire. Okay, cool. So, rapid fire for you. Here we go. Uh, this might sound familiar. What have you had to eat and drink today? <laughs> um, I had a pizza pasta for lunch. Um, I had a crap ton of handfuls of scroggin, which is like a nut trailer mixy thing. Mm. Um, 
and then lots of water. Okay, cool. What's your favorite song? I had a guess for this one. I'm guessing it's a swing song. I made that. I was gonna say "Joke on the Thief" by Wolfmother. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite animal, zoology specific? I've just learned about the Greenland shark, and it's really cool. Okay, <laughs> you know what is Latin? Like its name? No, I don't know. It's Latin okay. binom. Uh, what is <laughs> this question? What is your shoe size? Uh, ten. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you ever grow a full wizard beard? Beard. Uh, he kind of did a one year at Fringe. It was, it was getting pretty big. Yeah, I needed a big enough beard for it to be grabbed and pulled so I could be yanked off stage by my beard. Um, and it just ended up turning into rather than a wizard beard, like a. Like an Hebrew? afro. Hebrew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was an afro on his face. Yeah, it just gets really itchy, so no, I wouldn't. It just it gets too annoying. Um, what is your favorite sound? I love this question. Do, 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 I don't do, do, know. Do, do, what is my do, favorite sound? I don't know. I've never had to think about it. I mean, the... Like the no, the... The drop, the drop, sound of a drop. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good that's sound. Quite pleasing. That is a good sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you enjoy more, teaching or d- learning? Learning. Oh, teaching is way more rewarding. Um, this is what you enjoy more. Yeah. Okay, I will say learning. Okay. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire, Jethro. It's a fifty-fifty shot. Teaching. Okay. Teaching is more enjoyable. Okay. Yes, learning is frustrating. Okay, and one more. What would your catchphrase be if you were in a sitcom? Do it again. That would totally be a catchphrase. No, do it better. <laughs> do it better. Do, do it, it again. Do it better. <laughs> yes. Cool. Wow. That's it. Okay. Hopefully you guys know a little bit more about us and we know <sighs> absolutely nothing about you. <laughs> so that uh, comes to our quiz question. Yes. We're going to do so- a quiz question really quickly. Yeah. So our quiz question this week is like, we were talking, like, we didn't get any questions about podcasting, which we were like, why are they not asking us questions about podcasting on this, our podcast? And then we reached the conclusion of like, wait, this makes a great quiz question. Why do you listen to us? (laughs) Like, this is the most self-indulgent thing that like we have ever done. And we do it literally for no other reason than to entertain ourselves on a Sunday (laughs) afternoon. Um, So we're genuinely curious. And the best answer gets um, a free class. class. Yeah. So um, why do you listen to us? Why do you listen to us? Why do you even listen to us? Why do you even care? Why are you even still listening an hour later? <laughs> Far out, man. Actually, no, way longer than that. Oh, shh. Okay. Right on. All right. Uh, outro us out. Cool. I'm going to play us. Uh, uh, number. F- or you pick a number this week. Oh, I'm going to pick a number. I'm going to go with number five. Number five by five. All right. Um... You got the thing I ready? have the credits. Cool. All right. Um, thanks for joining in. Thank you so much. Live and our stream. first live stream. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good thanks times. for sticking Things around. Happened. We'll read the comments later, eventually, potentially. Right. <laughs> and yeah, maybe yeah. even respond. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here's the outro. Electric piano number two. Ooh. Haven't we already had that one? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who keeps track? Um... Our credits this week. Um, so first and foremost, we want to thank everyone who sent in questions. Thank you so much for doing so. Big shout out to Vanessa, Mia, Matt, Russell Stikey, Kim, Nathan and Cassie, Teresa and Andrew. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, also an ongoing thanks to our Patreon supporters. Um, this wouldn't be possible without your support. So keep doing that and we'll keep doing this. 
thank you to the ATO. For a limited time only, you're still paying Jethro, and that's great. <laughs> Like the creative outro? Yeah, yeah, no, it was good, it was good, it was good. <laughs> it. Oh, we have to actually end this. Hang on, wait, no, no, leave oh, that one going. Okay, okay, okay. I'll just stop the actual podcast recording.